Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, everybody. I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 39 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about handbags and purses. Handbags and purses. Well, I wish I could say that I was an expert on that, but honestly, I've never bought one for personal use and I've never carried one. Uh, I've sold bunches of them. Uh, Have you? Well, yeah, but not online. Uh, Most of my career has been spent with you know, have owning retail stores and doing shows and estate sales, auctions, that kind of stuff. So I, I've sold quite a few in that period of time. And I learned most of what I know about purses from a, a realtor. Uh, probably 20 years ago, I was doing an estate sale. She had the listing on the house and she really wanted us to get the estate sale done. So I had uh, a house, there must have been three dozen purses in this lady's closet. I mean, they were just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I started going going through them and, and realized that I really didn't know enough about them to know the good ones from the bad ones. And I was mentioning to her, I asked her if there was anyone she knew that might be able to help me decide what, what the quality of these were so I could arrive at prices. And uh, she said, oh, well, I know all about them. Well, I bet you do. (laughs) (laughs) Sure enough, she did. And she started showing me uh, differences between the good ones and the bad ones and the stitches and and the the hardware and how the liner was attached and and lots of things like that. It was enough for me to get through and uh, get them sorted and, and get them priced. Of course, in you know, 20 years ago, uh, there was no uh, worth point. eBay was in its infancy, and and arriving at prices for run-of-the-mill items was mm-hmm. a lot tougher at that time. How about you? Have you sold any online? What, what's your experience well, with these? Well, back in the day, um, you made me remember something that when I first started on eBay and was new to you know, learning about all kinds of things and learning about how to research. Um, I had, and I would buy things if I would find them on Craigslist or, mm-hmm. you know, different websites. Well, there was someone that sold a Louis Vuitton on Craigslist and I was like, oh my gosh, I researched Louis Vuittons. Oh my gosh, they're so valuable. And I didn't know about Louis Vuittons back then. And so I bought it on Craigslist for like fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and then um, listed it on eBay. Couldn't list it fast enough, and then it got pulled, Why? and said that <laughs> they said it was fake. And I was like, "Oh no, I'm you know, oh no, this lady told me you know that this is true, that it's you know she bought it and it's hers and it's real and blah blah blah." This lady told me. And it must be true. Right, so right. luckily, um, another friend, another eBay friend, um, she contacted me and she said, I felt so bad for you trying to sell that fake Louis Vuitton. 
<laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? I, I, it's not fake. And she goes, Dana, it's fake. She, and then she goes, open it up and look at the seam, look at the stitching. And sure enough, she taught me that it was fake. It was right. definitely fake. So, so I know what you were going to say. How could they tell on eBay? From a picture. Yeah. How could you tell from a picture? Well, there isn't necessarily the eBay police, but there is the other sellers that watch for, you know, fakes being posted to, to help the community and they would report it. And then, then eBay would have some eyes on it. And then if they determine the reason that for the report that it's fake, then they would just pull it and you can't list it again. Once that happens, you can't. And if you'd list it, if you um, have too many strikes on your account for selling fake, you're going to get suspended from eBay. Now, well, I'm thinking about it too. I want to mention that if you're a new eBay seller, you don't want to bring out the Louis Vuittons and you don't want to bring out the high-end handbags because a little flag will go on your account to kind of watch you because you haven't developed a reputation and you haven't established yourself on eBay. So there is a risk um, of you not having a, an authentic purse. So that same thing in perfumes or anything like that. When you're new, you don't want to list those very high-end kind of ticket items. So that was my first, very first experience with understanding how to identify um, handbags. And Louis Vuitton, I actually just fell in love with the brand after that, after researching and watching YouTube videos. There's lots of YouTube videos out that people will show you the difference between the two fake and, you know, the authentic ones. And there's a lot of ways to learn so that you can identify those properly and don't get suspended. So if you see them on let go Craigslist, you know, all these kind of sites, chances are they're not real. Well, before we move into uh, how to tell the difference between fake ones and real ones, what'd you do with your Louis Vuitton that you couldn't sell on eBay? I gave it away. Did you? Yep. I gave it mm. away. And as you gave it away, did you say, ooh, I've got this original Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Somebody told me it was original. It must be. No, I I gave it to um, actually my, my husband's granddaughter. And told her it's not real. So, you know, and told her it wasn't real. So, yeah, and then she just had fun with it. So, as you were learning the differences between fake ones and real ones for, for designer bags, what did you learn? When someone is out in the field and comes across what appears to be a, a name brand bag at a, at a state sale or a flea market or wherever they happen to be, how should they inspect the bag to be sure it's the real deal? Well, as I mentioned, you can, you know, get an education on YouTube. But mm -hmm. from what I've learned is the Louis Vuitton logo does point a certain way. So you want to make sure that it's all pointed the way that is recommended for it to point. You mean the slant of the letters? Yes, the slant of the letters. And then also when you open up the flap, you look at the stitching 
And if they're skipped stitches or double stitched, chances are it was made in China quickly. <laughs> right, right. And the lining. Right. Yeah, I've read that if you look at the uh, the top of the lining where it's stitched, uh, something as simple as the the fabric being puckered can indicate that it's uh, that it's a fake, because the high end purses, it's it all lays well. It's very flat. Uh, the lining is attached at the bottom. Mm -hmm. It you can't reach down and grab the lining and pull it out of the purse, mm -hmm. um, because. Loose lining like that, not only are you going to start to lose things in the purse, it's going to get a hole in it. It's going to get caught in the zipper. The lining will, will tell you a lot of things. Yeah, that's a good, a good point. Also, the straps, you can look at the straps and, and if the, if the strap has separated from the front to the back from, because of the stitching coming apart, Chances are that was also bad stitching, and sometimes the strap will be like a cheaper plastic kind of feel compared to the bag. But I've noticed there's been a lot of um, Kate Spade fakes. Um, I see those a lot at Goodwill, and um, Coach also. I've seen a lot at Goodwill. Now, it's coaches tough because I live in Florida. There's coach outlets everywhere. So it's kind of common to go into a Goodwill and find coach, and it will be authentic. <laughs> so in my community, in my area, coach is pretty popular because of all the, the um, outlet stores. And, of course, you know, you've got um, – all the miscellaneous brands like Betsy Johnson and um, Guess that can be found at most Ross stores. So Ross and the discount stores, if you have those in your area, chances are if you go to the Goodwill, you're going to have authentic stuff. Have you sold Guess online? I haven't. That's not a brand that I generally would mess with, but... However, when I traveled to Ireland, Guess was like the hottest thing really, <laughs> in Ireland. So if I traveled back to Ireland, I would definitely buy up a bunch of Guess purses from Ross and bring them with me mm -hmm. and sell them at the pub. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But Guess isn't, isn't a brand that I generally you know, mess with or, or look for. But another thing that I learned after falling in love with Louis Vuitton, don't tell my husband, but no, he knows. <laughs> he knows my, my love affair with Louis Vuitton. With Louis, right. <laughs> um, I went to a Louis Vuitton store in actually Buckhead, Georgia, and bought myself. A, I deserved it. I earned it. And I bought myself a $2,000 Louis Vuitton purse. And, uh, thousand dollar wallet and wow. what i learned was when you buy them directly you are time stamped with like i can get my receipt at any time i can call them and they'll email me my receipt on that purse really yes anytime i want it so 
eventually, um, I carried that purse for two years. I actually carried it around Ireland and England and on all my travels. And then I actually got tired of it and I wanted a different, different style of Louis Vuitton. So I sold it on eBay and I actually got almost all my money back. And it was a good investment. My wallet I kept because I paid extra and had my name or my initials monogrammed in, inside it. And so that's special to me. I'll keep that. But what I thought was so interesting about that is, is the fact on that receipt. So as a consignment seller, when people contact me and say, hey, Dana, I've got these Louis Vuittons. Um, I've had them for years. Where did you get them? Oh, I got them at some Louis Vuitton store, you know, in Las Vegas. Well, no problem. I'm going to give you the number for Louis Vuitton. You call and then you can get the receipt and then I'll sell them for you. <laughs> yes. And did, did they? Yes. Yes. So that works out great as a consignment seller and mm -hmm. people come to me. But now if somebody contacts me and say, hey, I just moved here from Miami. I got all these purses, you know. Um, yeah, I've had them for years. No, I have no receipt. Would you sell them for me? No, I won't. <laughs> I won't even I won't even go look at them. I I just would be uncomfortable. So it's like, and believe me, I've gotten several calls like that. I've moved here from Fort Lauderdale, got all these purses. Right. And you can just tell. And I'm the type of person that follows my gut instinct. And if you have your receipt, so that's the first thing I ask. Do you have your receipt? <laughs> oh, you don't have your receipt? Well, Louis Vuitton, you can get your receipt from them. Oh, well, actually, no, it was a gift. Right. Oh, it was a gift. <laughs> right. It was gifted to me by, by some manufacturer in China. <laughs> They're called Sweatshop Incorporated. <laughs> so please know that at least with Louis, you can you can follow the path of the, the receipt. Now, there are exceptions to that if, you know... It's it's someone who travels the world and they have other items that are high end and it's, you know, the odds are pretty good that it's going to be authentic. I had someone bring me a complete luggage set and um, it was actually a, a graduation gift from her father and it was all the real deal. You know what I mean? The family was was trustworthy and all that. Yeah, so you could you knew that it was a uh, good to go. And I did sell those on eBay without any problem. Well, uh we're at a point in our podcast right now where we need to share some time with our sponsor Worthpoint. So let's take a break right here. Have you ever bought an item to resell, got it home and discovered that it wasn't what you thought it was? With WorthPoint's encyclopedia of marks, autographs, patterns, and symbols, you'll always know what you have and what it's worth. Find over 150,000 identifiers updated weekly, covering glass, china, coins, currency, tools, and more. Don't waste your time and money. Use WorthPoint. For a 7-day, seven 7-lookup seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. And we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford. And we are talking about flipping purses and handbags. Let's pick up where we left off. But I do want to mention, if you are a Louis Vuitton lover like myself, the Long Beach Antique Show, they have 
um, treasure. Well, Worth Point does treasure hunts at that location. And our next one is in November. And we do go to this one every year. It's one that we go to every year. So if you go to worthpoint.com slash treasure hunt, you can see when we're going next. They have two dealers out there that are 100% authentic with their Louis Vuittons and they're trustworthy. They know their stuff and they both um, are in a little bit of competition, but they, they buy up um, used Louis Vuittons and they resell them there at the antique show. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to that every year. And I always pick up a couple and triple my money on eBay with them. Really? I'm yeah. surprised they don't sell them for more. Well, they know they're, they know that everybody's resellers or, you know, they're fair, right. you know, so you can, I think the last one I picked up was 200 bucks and, and I sold it for eight. Yes. Yeah. That's a nice markup. Uh, are you familiar with the website, uh, the, the online consignment shop called the real real? Yes. Okay. Every year the real real uh, publishes a report on sales activity, what brands are being consigned and how well the consigners are doing and, and so on. It's, it's a usually a pretty big report, 15, 20 pages or so. And they list in, in this year's the 2021 report, uh, the five most purchased high value brands. Louis Vuitton is number three. Chanel is number one. Uh, Gucci is number four. Hermes is number five. Uh, and you'll never guess what number two is. Unbranded jewelry. Wow. No brand at all. Apparently, there's a big trend with Gen Z and millennials. Uh, lack of a brand name is is the new hot thing. But, uh, yeah, I'd recommend a seller's... Uh, luxury goods of any kind, regardless of whether it's a purse or jewelry or whatever, uh, you can download that report from The Real Real uh, for free. It's on their website, realreal.com, therealreal.com. And uh, the name of the report is the 2021 Resale Report, oddly enough. That's really fascinating, Wayne, because a lot of times we'll avoid those unbranded items. Right. I know I do. Yeah. And in preparing for the podcast here, there's several picking pointers that I picked up. (laughs) And uh, uh, one of them is that the trend in the past year since COVID has been toward larger purses and handbags because they just, they just have more things to carry, Uh, you know, hand sanitizer and masks and tissues and things like that. So uh, big is good. And as far as uh, unbranded items, uh, of course, there are two things to consider. One is the uniqueness of the item. So if you're going through a sale and you see a, a person or anything, and, and your first reaction is, oh, isn't that cute? Then you should probably buy it if the price is reasonable because other people will think the same thing. And the other one is is practicality. So, yeah, unbranded, uh, I wouldn't shy away from it just because it's not a name brand. Right. If you go on eBay, you'll find that on, on the high end, 
Uh, for example, the, the in the past 90 days, the most expensive handbag sold on eBay was an Hermes, and it was it was around ten thousand dollars. I think it was ten thousand two hundred and twenty-two or something. That was for an Hermes uh, Kelly thirty-two bag, and new those bags run nineteen thousand to twenty-five thousand dollars. So getting a, getting it for ten thousand dollars is a pretty good deal. Uh, it's also interesting to note that on on the real real report that. Vintage bag prices are actually going up faster than new bags of the same brand. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's because more people are discovering uh, resale. Resale is becoming mainline. It's always been for decades. It's been in the background. It's been, you know, secondhand thrift shops. Uh, goodwill yard sales, it, but these days, resale has a lot of panache, and prices for resale goods, whether it's handbags or anything else, are outpacing the retail price of similar new items. And also, in my opinion, the single biggest reason to be a reseller and to deal in used goods is the profit margins are so much better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at, at Walmart, I think their uh, net profit in the course of a year is somewhere around 2 or 3%. And, of course, they it's an expensive operation to run, uh, and that 2 or 3% provides a, a sizable chunk of money at the end of the year. But for Jane and Joe eBay seller, you know, for regular people like you and me, uh, you just can't beat the prices you can get there. I, I would, I had a discussion with a friend the other day about investing money and where you should put your money. And, and, uh, boy, he was really trying to sell me on what he was doing. And, and I said, you know, if I took that same amount of money and just invested it in things to flip on eBay, I would triple my money in 90 days. And yeah. you're talking to me about a 10% return annually? No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. That's not where my money's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you mentioned um, unbranded and and typically when I'm in a shop, I, I definitely, like if I see an average tote bag or average handbag and it's not branded, I don't pay attention. But like you said, if it's unique or it's different, then it catches my eye. Another time I was in Goodwill and I saw a purse that just had sparkly, um, big, big round. I don't know if you remember, they were like in the hippie days or the disco days, they were like big round circles and they were like hanging all over this purse. And I just thought it was cool. And so I, I bought that and I actually tripled my money with that as well because it was it was crazy looking. So those there are exceptions to the to the um, brand name rule for sure. Right, right. And that's uh, the real real uh, report talks a lot about that. That uh, Gen Z and millennials 
are becoming less and less interested in name brands. They want something that you don't see everywhere. They want something unique, something that satisfies their need for individuality and speaks to who they are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if it has a brand name or not. Well, it's interesting because I one of my biggest consignment clients is, is a doctor in mm-hmm. New York. And she sends me really interesting, very high-end stuff. And a lot of her bags are tote bags, and they are very strange, in my opinion. They, they are, they're big tote bags, and then she likes the designs with, um, they have Andy Warhol designs on them, and they're, they're not as valuable, valuable as you think, though, but they, Andy Warhol prints, are on these handbags, on these big tote bags. And they're kind of like shopping bags almost. And um, they they sell, of course, but I was surprised that they didn't sell for as high after I researched. They weren't as valuable as I thought they would have been. However, there are some Andy Warhol designs that are more valuable because they're harder to find. So if you take a look at those. And what was the fabric? Uh, on these canvas types. canvas right canvas yeah that's that's uh, a perfectly acceptable material you yes. see a lot of leather and uh, high end fabrics and and so on but but treated coated canvas something that waterproofs it is really popular right now yes it is and i actually i have a couple more that she just recently sent that i haven't listed yet and then, um, but her tote bags are so unique and they're, they're just to me odd, but, and they're names that I've never heard of. So I, I have to, uh, research them to figure out how to price them. Actually, I just sold one of her coach purses the other day, um, for $150 and it was a leather coach purse with a cutout and it came in the original, um, dust cover. So some some purses have dust covers. I know Louis Louis does, and you know a lot of them do. Another thing that I found is you can order your own dust covers. I actually ordered a bunch from eBay. I don't know if eBay still has them, but the eBay store um, for eBay. If you just Google search eBay shipping supplies, uh-huh. they had their dust covers that were for purses or bags or shoes. You could call them shoe bags or whatever you want to ship in. And they have, of course, they're black, and then they had the word eBay on them. And I I bought up a bunch of them just to have in case um, I wanted to ship some nice purse that didn't have a nice cover. So I saved them for special special shippings. Also, I went on... um, a, an ink pen website and I bought tote bags with my brand on them. They have, you know, researchesking.com I have on there and I have um, powersellingmom.com on there. And then I use those to send to special people. So I'll put their big purse that doesn't have a, a dust cover in that especially if they bought a tote bag because they like tote bags and you could buy tote bags with your logo or your brand name on them very cheap and just, you know, include them as a bonus. 
I just wanted to mention, Wayne, that eBay actually has a program that they launched recently. It's called Authenticity Guarantee Handbags. And they, if you Google it, you can find it. But it's an amazing program where if you are concerned or you want to add some additional clout to your proof of um, it being authentic, eBay, what happens is um, people will look for the handbags with the guarantee badge when you sign up for this program. And then mm -hmm. the seller ships the handbag to the facility that eBay um, heads up. And then it's verified through a multi-point inspection and receives an NFC-enabled card that is proof of authenticity from eBay. And then the authenticator ships the handbag to your customer. Wow. I've not tried this, but a friend of mine, um, she has been using it and she put her results up on Instagram and it was really interesting to follow her. It, she can be found on Instagram, C-A-S-A-C-H-I-C underscore store, S-T-O-R-E. And she put up, um, your item is being inspected. I sold a designer handbag on eBay for $900. I shipped on Saturday to eBay's Authenticator in Las Vegas. It's already there. This is the first time one of my items has used this new service. I'll report back on how long it takes and how quickly it's forwarded to the buyer. Mm -hmm. Then, just a few days later, she posted... Your item was authenticated. It'll be shipped with a signature confirmation. And then she wrote, this was an amazing turnaround time. Item was shipped to the authenticator Saturday from Miami, arrived in Las Vegas this morning. They authenticated it and have shipped it to the buyer already. Wow. Amazing wow. service. That, what, what does that cost to do that? It's free. No. <laughs> Seriously, really? there so is no charge. eBay pays for it. Yes, at wow. eBay through the authenticity guarantee service, eBay covers the cost of authentication and secure shipping from the facility to the buyer. Okay, Dana, here we are. We're at the end. We have this episode in the bag. But one thing we didn't mention was um, I just wanted to encourage everybody that we are going to be launching our newsletter and it's going to have some awesome giveaways from t-shirts to all kinds of swag. So, but you can't enter and be a part of this unless you subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to our newsletter, you can visit uh, WorthPoint. Dot com and visit any of the media section and you can mm -hmm. find our replay or you can just go to flip it or skip it.com and you'll find a way to subscribe there. Cool. Okay, Dana. Well, that's a wrap for episode 39. I'd like to thank our listeners for listening and uh, your downloads and sign up for the newsletter. There's swag involved. Dana, it's been real. Thank you, Wayne. I, I look forward to loading up my handbag and going to do some flipping. <laughs> Good for you. Good night. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It. 
Brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.com.